you the great honor to come to in your living rooms globally. I know there was a great anticipation and yes indeed the message is equal to your expectation. And so he says here from the book of Genesis chapter 5 verse 21 when Enoch had lived 65 years he became the father of Methuselah and after he became the father of Methuselah Enoch walked with God 300 years Ay! and had other sons and daughters. So you can imagine it's a long enduring walk. There must have been the sustenance of fire. You cannot walk with God except that there is a fire that is incinerating your bones. You can look at me here. Every day there is a fire that is incinerating your bones. Your heart is aflame every day. You wake up on God. You go to rest on God. You dream it is God. Oh God, God, God. The burden of God is downloaded on you. Your heart is aflame. Every phone call about serving, about serving, about serving. Everything is about the agenda of God 24-7, January to January. Very Powerful, 300 years. Every time you're wondering how to advance, you're thinking about how to advance the agenda of God, the mission of God, the purposes of God, everything about God, the glory of God, everything, God, everything, God at the center of your life. What a beautiful life on the earth. Hallelujah. And every time you're on fire, fire, fire. Every moment you want to celebrate because you see the goodness of God in the visitations of God. And so he says he walked with God 300 years. And Enoch had other sons and daughters. He says although all together rather, all together Enoch lived 365 years. Enoch walked with God, with Yahweh, my friend Yahweh. Then he was no more. Because God took him away. And you see now his son Methuselah became the, the man that has ever lived the largest number of years on this earth, Methuselah. I don't remember whether it's 969, but it's that kind of age. But I'm saying that the way Enoch walked with God with fire, he required fire. He must have had daily fire. And if you look at, I think it's Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, which talks about Enoch, and you can see he was walking with God and seeking God on a daily basis. He was never satisfied. You, he's walking with God and yet he's seeking God every second, Book of Hebrews, real quick, by, by the way, it wasn't within our realm, our, our horizon. Hebrews 11.5 If I am right, he says the following. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found 
Hakuonekana. Because God had taken him away into heaven. Kwa sababu Mungu alikuwa amemchukua hadi mbinguni. For before he was taken. Kwa kuwa kabla hajachukuliwa. He was commanded as one who pleased God. Alikuwa ameshuhudiwa kuwa mtu aliyempendeza Mungu. And without faith it's impossible to please God. So you can imagine the faith on fire. The fire that was in the faith of Enoch on a daily basis until God said, "Up, I take you with me into heaven." Na bila imani haiwezekani kumpendeza Mungu. Hivyo basi unaweza kuwazia ile imani iliyokuwa na moto ambayo Enoki alikuwa nayo kiasi kwamba Mungu akamwambia kwamba ni lazima nikuchukue hadi mbinguni. You don't taste death, you don't ha, see death. Hautaonja kifo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there is another messenger also that walked with total total fire. He even calls fire from heaven and then the chariots of fire took him to heaven. Halafu kunayo mjumbe mwingine pia ambaye anatembea na moto moto kweli kweli na hata anaita moto kutoka juu. Na hata anaita moto kutoka juu. He calls fire from heaven. Anaita moto kutoka juu. Even in Menengai 1. Hata Menengai ya kwanza. The big column of fire that came and stood when he was worshiping down there. Mnara mkubwa kabisa wa moto ambao ulikuja na kusimama wakati alikuwa anaabudu hapo chini. He says mighty God of Elijah. Na anasema Mungu mkuu wa Elia. Now send the fire of Elijah here. Sasa utume And look what happened. And so the people, the generals of God in the Bible that have walked with absolute fire, total fire, full fire. Watu, majenerali wa Mungu katika Biblia ambao wametembea na moto kweli kweli, moto kamilifu. So in this introduction I'm simply touching on them in the Old Testament and then after that we will now narrow down on the church. Hivyo basi katika utangulizi huu ninawaangazia tu katika agano la kale, alafu sasa tutaangazia kanisa. The book of Genesis chapter 6. Kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya sita. Noah. Nuhu. Noah is another general of God. Nuhu ni generali mwingine wa Mungu. That during the worst time when darkness and sin had inundated inundated the earth then for him he walked with fire unbelievable all his life he was busy building the ark Hi, 120 years ya kwamba katika wakati mbaya kabisa wakati muovu kabisa wakati ambapo giza totoro lilikuwa limejaa duniani dhambi ilikuwa imejaa kabisa duniani maisha yake yote nuhu alikuwa amejaa moto kabisa akijenga safina kwa miaka 120 how vipi how do you build it all your life je ni vipi unaijenga miaka yote yako and he says here na anasema hapa the book of genesis chapter 6 5 and 10 kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya sita, mstari wa 5 hadi 10 the lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become Bwana akaona jinsi ambavyo uovu wa mwanadamu umekuwa mkubwa duniani. And that every inclination of their thoughts of the hearts again and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Na yakuwa kila mwelekeo wa mawazo ya moyo wake wakati wote ulikuwa mbaya tu. The Lord was so grieved that he had made man on the earth. Bwana akasikitika kabisa kwamba alikuwa amemumba mwanadamu duniani. And his heart was filled with pain. Na moyo wake ukajaa uchungu. So the Lord said, Kwa hiyo Bwana akasema, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth. Nitamfutilia mbali kabisa mwanadamu niliyemuumba kutoka kwa uso wa dunia. Men and animals and creatures that move along the ground. Wanadamu na wanyama pamoja na viumbe vyote vitambaavyo juu ya dunia. And birds of the air. Na ndege wa angani. For I am grieved that I have met them. Kwa maana nimehuzunika kabisa kwa kuwa nimeoumba. But now look at the one that walks with fire in the midst of that darkness. Lakini sasa mtazame yeye ambaye anatembea na moto katikati ya hilo giza. Verse 8. Sura ya 8. Genesis 6. Ya kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya 6. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Lakini Noah akapata kibali machoni pa Bwana. And he says this is the account of Noah. Na anasema kwamba hivi ndivyo vizazi vya Noah. Noah was a righteous man. Noah alikuwa mtu wa haki. Blameless among the people of his generation As- of his time. Asiye na lawama miongoni mwa watu wa wakati wake. And he walked with God. Tena alitembea na Mungu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can imagine in the depth of the greatest darkness. Unaweza kuanzia katika vilindi vya giza totoro. And Noah 
is found to be righteous and blameless. How powerful blessed people. And he says that Noah Noah walked with God the way Enoch walked with God. And if you look at these people that are the beholders of the fire, full fire of Yahweh in the Old Testament, they have one characteristic. Walking with God and entering heaven. They are friends of God. And they are always walking with God and their faith is on absolute fire. It's on fire. And it's amazing that they have to come up against the odds. Their faith has to be that much strong and powerful and highly exalted within the background of total sin and wickedness unbelievable. And then the next one is Abraham. Turn with me to Genesis 22. Abraham. The man that walked with fire in the Old Testament before we enter the church. And I know I have a very big message for the church. But it's very powerful to give you a broader introduction, a broader preamble, that you are well rounded, now you are well informed. Now that the whole earth is trending. Genesis 22, blessed people. We can begin from verse 8. He says, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamp for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on the altar and he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out in his hand, he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. And he says, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. Because you've not withheld from me your son, your only son. Verse 13 is very key. Abraham looked up and then a ticket was a ram caught by its horns. And he went over to look. He, he went over rather. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son Isaac. The substitute death. So you can see now that when somebody is walking, I'm introducing you to a very important aspect of walking with fire. The church on fire. Worshipping with fire. You're going to find something very powerful here. That every time somebody is walking with God and his faith is on fire, he's not lukewarm, he's not cold, he's on fire. 
fire for God. You will find that there is a specific, a peculiar kind of courage and bravery that consumes them. They only see the Lord. They don't see nobody else. They only see the Lord. Hey. He's told to take the only son. And go and slaughter him there. And then he's willing to do so. There is a courage. There is a charisma. There is an enthusiasm. There is a zeal. There is a power. There is something that comes on them that ceases to, to, to engulf, ceases to have the common reasoning of man. He rubbishes man now and centers God. Introduction, we don't have time to finish them all. Hezekiah, the book of 2 Kings. I'm simply jumping around and touching one one general here, one person here that walked with fire before the Lord. That the church may understand that walking with fire brings forth a certain character, a certain peculiar worship, a certain unique fellowship with Yahweh, communion with God and common. Hallelujah. That is true, Tabia Flani. There is a certain character that goes with people that walk with fire. That they worship God with fire. They walk with fire. They, they serve with fire. They, they take the gospel with fire, evangelize with fire, Christianity with fire, salvation with fire. Hey, there is a certain character that comes on them. For example, Hezekiah. King Hezekiah in Judah. Second Kings chapter 18 verses 1 to 8. I give you time, blessed people, to get there. The beautiful book of Second Kings. And now you see how sweet the Bible is. The Bible is very sweet for instruction. Sweeter than honey. We thank God that he left us the Bible. He gave us the Bible. He gave us the instruction in our hands. 2 Kings 18 verses 1 to 8. And it says, in the, in the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah. Daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Just as his father David had done. He removed the high places and smashed the sacred stones and cut down their Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made for up to that time the Israelites had been burning incense to it. 
akavunja vunja vipande vipande ile nyoka ya shaba Musa aliyotengeneza it, it was called Nehushtan kwa kuwa hadi wakati huo wana wa Israeli walikuwa wanaifukizia uvumba it was called Nehushtan ilikuwa inaitwa Nehushtani Hezekiah trusted in the Lord Ezekia aliweka itumaini lake kwa Bwana The God of Israel Mungu wa Israeli And there was no one like him among the kings of Judah Na hapakuwepo na mfalme mwingine yeyote wa kufanana naye Either before him or after him Either kabla yake au baada yake And that's why you see some of the pottery that was found in the prophecy I gave that they are going to open up the kingdom of Judah most of the pottery said Hamelech to the king and that most of the pottery was to him was for Hezekiah the king ndio sababu unaona ndio sababu unaona ya kwamba katika vile vigae vya udongo wakati ambapo nilisema kwamba kunaenda kuwepo na uvumbuzi wa muhimu kabisa kule Israeli baadhi ya hivyo vigae vya udongo maandishi yaliyokuwa juu yake yalikuwa kuhusiana na mfalme Hezekiah I repeat verse 5 is too sweet I have to repeat it Ninairudia mstari wa 5 ni tamu kabisa lazima nirudie The people walking with fire Watu wanaotembea na moto Verse 4 You look at the fire. Look at what the fire does. He removed the high places and smashed the sacred stones. And he cut down the Asherah poles. He cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made. For up to that time the Israelites had been burning incense to it. It was called Nehushtan. Nayo ilikuwa inaitwa Nehushtani. Verse 5 look at the fire. Mstari wa 5 tazama moto. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord. Hezekiah alimtumainia Bwana. The God of Israel. Mungu wa Israeli. The people that walk with fire, the fire of the Lord, they totally 1000% trust in the Lord. Nothing else. Watu wanaotembea na moto, moto wa Bwana kikamilifu kabisa asilimia moja wanamtumainia Mungu sio kingine kabisa. And say, Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. Na anasema kwamba Hezekiah akamtumainia Bwana Mungu wa Israeli. There was no one like him among the kings of Judah. Na hapakuwepo na mfalme mwingine yeyote kufanana naye miongoni mwa wafalme wa Yuda. Either before him or after him. Either kabla yake au baada yake. He held fast to the Lord. And did not cease to follow him. He kept his commands. The commands of the Lord that the Lord had given Moses. And the Lord was with him. And he was successful in whatever he undertook. He rebelled against the kings of Assyria. He rebelled against the king of Assyria. And did not serve him. From the watchtower to the fortified city. He defeated the Philistines. As far as Gaza and his territory. And he said, Look at this now. Because he trusted look let me explain to you this properly now. When Hezekiah the king came into reign, he found that the kings of Judah, they are done the unthinkable, the unbelievable. The children of God, the ones that worship Yahweh, watoto wa Mungu wale ambao wanamwabudu Yahweh the people of God to whom the cloud has come watoto, Yahweh himself has come watu, they have seen him watu wa Mungu ambao kwao wingu la Mungu mwenyewe lilikuwa limekuja Yahweh mwenyewe alikuwa amekuja wamemuona and then all of a sudden alafu ghafla binvu they did what the lord said they should not do wakafanya kile ambacho Mungu alisema kwamba wasifanye the neighboring communities wakaoana na zile jamaa za kijirani and when they intermarried with the neighbors alafu walipoana na wale majirani this is what happened hiki ndicho kilitendeka just as the lord predicted kama vile bwana tu alivyotabiri that those daughters of their neighboring communities would entrap them to worship the idol gods of the communities around ya kwamba hao mabinti ya zile maza ujirani watawanasa kabisa ili kwamba wapate kuanza kuabudu zile mungu 
watawawekea mitego ili kwamba wapate kuanza kuabudu zile miungu za ule ujirani and when they began to worship the pagan gods of their neighbors then the favor of god left the presence of god left protection of god left halafu walipoanza sasa kuabudu zile miungu za kikafiri za majirani yao hivyo basi uwepo wa Mungu ukatoweka ulinzi wa Mungu ukatoweka Mungu akatoweka then the lord brought the assyrians to judge them halafu Mungu akaleta waashuri ili kwamba wawahukumu so the assyrians attacked them and conquered them hivyo basi waashuri wakawashambulia na kuwashinda and that's why you see when i gave the prophecy about the the, the bring the unearthing of the kingdom of judah in israel some of that pottery says they were used for taxes they were paying to the assyrians hivyo basi ndio sababu unaona kwamba wakati nilipotoa unabii kuhusiana na ule uvumbuzi ile maandishi ya muhimu kabisa the kingdom of judah please uvumbuzi wa ufalme wa yuda to bring it up again to to, re, to resuscitate bring it back to life ili kwamba kuirejesha tena kuivumbia tena ufalme wa yuda then you see some of the pottery they have there was for the wine that they used to use for paying taxes to the assyrians hivyo basi unaona ya kwamba baadhi ya ile vigao vya udongo pale walikuwa nayo pale ilikuwa kwa ajili ya ile ambayo walikuwa wanatumia ilikuwa kwa ajili ya ile ambayo walikuwa wanatumia mitungi walikuwa wakitumia wakiweka vino wakiweka wine wakiweka yale ya kulipa kodi kwa waasiri ambao wali overtook them conquered them ile mitungi ambayo walikuwa wanaweka mvinyo ili kwamba kulipa kodi kwa waashuri ambao waliwashinda so, kwa hivyo it is absolutely amazing yashangaza kabisa that the children of god ya kwamba wana wa mungu watu wa mungu we are now conquered and they were now paying taxes to another people walitekwa nyara kabisa na kushindwa na hivyo walikuwa wanalipa kodi kwa watu wengine and yet the lord had promised abraham that na, i'll protect you i'll give you a great name and whoever try to touch you i'll strike na ile hali bwana alikuwa amemwaahidi abrahamu ya kwamba nitakulinda nitakupatia jina kubwa na yeyote ambaye atajaribu kukuguza nitamgonga and so that was the trend that every king of judah that came submitted under the king of assyria hivyo basi huo ndio ulikuwa mtindo ya kwamba kila mfalme wa yuda ambaye alikuwa anakuja alikuwa anajitiisha chini ya mfalme wa ashuru and then what is amazing halafu kile ambacho chashangaza the people that walk with fire watu ambao wanatembea na moto finally hezekiah that walks with fire arrived into the scene hatimaye hezekiah ambaye anatembea na moto akaja katika upeo there is a character that the fire of god molds into a person kunayo tabia fulani ambayo moto wa mungu inafinyanga na kuweka ndani when you are walking and your faith is on fire there is a character god molds he builds in you unapotembea nayo imani yako iko na moto kunayo tabia fulani ambayo mungu anaweka ndani mwako if you are walking and your christian salvation is on fire there is a character that is correspondingly built for that iwapo unatembea na uokovu wako wa Kikristo uko na moto kabisa kunayo tabia fulani ambayo inajengwa na kuambatana na hiyo so hivyo basi wakati Ezekiel alipokuja katika nyanja the king of Assyria wrote him a letter mfalme wa Ashuri akawaandikia barua na akamwambia kwamba jitishe submit jitishe You have to submit. Ni lazima ujisalimishe. He said no I will not. Akasema hapana sitaweza. He said no. Akasema hapana. Look at your forefathers so and so so and so they all submitted. Angalia baba zako fulani wa fulani fulani wa fulani wote walijitisha. So who are you? Hivyo basi wewe ni nani? And they gave him examples of other bigger kingdoms they conquered who are paying taxes to them now. Halafu akampatia mifano falme zingine kubwa kubwa ambazo walishinda ambazo sasa walikuwa wanalipa kodi. And the Bible says. Na Biblia inasema. And king Hezekiah. Naye mfalme Hezekiah. He rebelled against the king of Assyria. Akaasi kabisa dhidi ya mfalme and he trusted in the lord there is something about people walking with fire the fire of god they trust 1000% in the lord kuna kitu na watu ambao wanatembea na moto wa mungu wao wanamtumainia mungu asilimia 100% it doesn't matter what the neighborhood looks like what the circumstances look like haijalishi kabisa ujirani unafanana namna gani hali zinafanana namna gani they know that the lord they trust in yahweh created everybody around them wanajoya kwamba has power over everybody around them wanajoya kwamba yahweh ambaye wanamtumainia yeye aliumba kila mtu ambaye anawazunguka na 
kila kitu ambacho wanamkizua na zunguka. And power over all people on the earth. Na ana nguvu juu ya watu wote duniani. And so he said no. Hivyo basi akasema hapana. I will not pay taxes to the pagan gods of Assyria. Mimi sitalipa ushuru kwa miungu za sanamu za Waashuri. And there was a contestation. Na kulikuwepo na mapingano. And then he trusted in the Lord. He believed in the Lord. Halafu akamtumainia Bwana, akamsadiki Bwana. The God of Israel. Mungu wa Israel. So the Assyrian army came. Hivyo basi jeshi la Waashuri likaja. They said let us go and see this nonsense. What is he talking about? Wacha tu wakaseme kwamba wacha na twende tuone huyu mjinga anasema nini. So they came with their horsemen horses a lot of them Hivyo basi wakaja pamoja na wapanafarasi wao na farasi wengi kabisa And they besieged the city Halafu wakazingira mji They were outside Walikuwa nje They were outside the gate Walikuwa nje ya lango And the king of Assyria came up to the gate and knocked it Na mfalme wa Ashuri akaja hadi katika lango akabisha In fact he even addressed he stood up on a platform and he addressed the inhabitants of the city over the wall hata, he addressed them hata hivyo alisimama katika jukwaa na akatoa hutuba kwa wale watu katika watu katika mji huo juu ya ukuta you can imagine what he told the people of juda unaweza kuwazia kile ambacho aliwaambia watu wa juda he must have said aki mara huu lazima walisema aki mara hii if i enter inside nikiingia ndani kitaumana kitaumana you, you can imagine the threats he gave unaweza kuwazia zile tishio ambazo alipenda vile viapo alivyotoa because he was locked out they refused to submit kwa sababu alifungiwa nje walikataa kabisa kujitiisha but when you walk with the fire of god lakini ukitembea na moto wa mungu Je, je, Hezekiah, Hezekiah walking with the fire of God He is told that the Assyrian army has arrived there at the gate Anaambiwa ya kwamba jeshi la Waashuri wamefika na wako katika lango He left immediately Alitoka mara moja Hezekiah stood up and walked straight to the house of the Lord Hezekiah akasimama akaenda akatembea moja kwa moja hadi katika lango la Bwana Angalia mahali ambapo anaelekea the house of the Lord Katika nyumba ya Bwana And when he went there he began to cry out to the Lord Na wakati alipoenda huko akaanza kumlilia Bwana And then he sent a messenger to the prophet of the Lord He said but there is the prophet of the Lord in the land here Hallelujah Blessed is the land with the prophet of the Lord Yahweh. Akamtuma mjumbe hadi kwa nabii wa Bwana akasema ya kwamba lakini tunaye nabii wa Mungu katika hili taifa hapa. Haleluya. Limebarikiwa taifa. Endo muambie kwamba tumezingirwa. And for him he was crying to the Lord in the house of the Lord. Na kwake yeye alikuwa anamlilia Bwana katika nyumba ya Bwana. So when the prophet of the Lord received the message from the king. Hivyo basi wakati nabii wa Bwana alipopokea ujumbe kutoka kwa mfalme. He said. Akasema. Go tell the king not to worry. Go tell him not to worry. The Lord, the God of Israel. is going to hand him victory. And at that time they have surrounded the entire Assyrian army has surrounded Jerusalem. You need something not less than a wonder How or a miracle. To get out of there. Unahitaji kitu ambacho sio chini ya muujiza ama ajabu kutoka pale. And then Halafu, the Lord struck them down. Bwana akawagonga kabisa vikali. I don't know the exact figures whether the 300 I think 300,000 dead bodies were lying out there. Nafikiria maiti some big number. Nafikiria idadi kubwa kabisa ya maiti walikuwa nalala huko nje. So when he walked with fire. Hivyo basi wakati unapotembea na moto. He trusted in the Lord. Na akamtumainia Mungu. And then the Lord delivered him. Halafu Bwana akamtoa. Halafu Bwana akawagonga kabisa maiti. When you walk with fire. Unapotembea na moto. There is a character. Kuna tabia of zeal ya ari, and courage na motisha, and bravery na ujasiri, such that personal danger is not important kwamba sasa ile hatari ya kibinafsi sasa sio muhimu i need to finish the introduction nahitaji kumaliza utangulizi so we can begin the message ili kwamba tupate kuanza ujumbe but there is also mikaia lakini pia kunaye mikaia do you remember mikaia je mnamkumbuka mikaia he handled him kitabu cha wafalme wa kwanza 22 when he went to ahab wakati alipoenda kwa ahabu and ahab had his 400 false prophets na ahabu alikuwa na manabii wake wa uongo 400 Mikaia also walked with fire. Mikaia pia naye alitembea na moto. 1 Kings 22:15 to 20. Wafalme wa kwanza 22 mstari wa 15 hadi 20. And he says, Na anasema, When he arrived, alipofika, The king asked him, 
mfalme akamuuliza Mikaia Mikaia Shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain Remember that time the 400 false prophets of Ahab have already told him go go you will take victory you are going to win go the false prophets had given their narrative to the king and then finally Jehoshaphat says but can we look for the prophet of the Lord himself and ask because these ones I know them they come for unga they come for food you know these I know them they say something to please you but can we ask the mightiest prophet of the Lord in the land so we can get the absolute truth Kumbuka kwamba katika wakati huo wale manabii wa uongo wa Ahabu 400 tayari walikuwa wamemwambia kwamba enda enda utapata ushindi enda enda lakini Yehoshafati akasema ya kwamba je sikunaye nabii mkuu zaidi wa Bwana Yehoshafat asked Yehoshafati akauliza je sikunaye nabii yote wa Mungu ambaye alibaki Hakuna is there no prophet of the Lord left in the land? Je, hakuna nabii yote wa Mungu ambaye amebaki katika nchi? They say no there is one is called Mikaia. Halafu baadaye wakasema kwamba hapana kuna mmoja anaitwa Mikaia. But he always gives negative news. Lakini kila wakati yeye anapeana tu habari mbaya. That is the truth. That's the message from God. Lakini huo ndio ukweli. That is your salvation. Huo ndio ujumbe kutoka kwa Mungu, huo ndio wokovu wenu. And so when he came Hivyo basi alipokuja He had been told make sure you don't say anything different. Alikuwa ameambiwa ya kwamba hakikisha usiseme kitu chochote kizuri. When he arrived the king asked him, Mikaia, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain? Alipofika mfalme akamuuliza Mikaia, "Je, twende vitani dhidi ya Ramoth Gilead au tuache?" Attack and be victorious, he answered. Shambulia na ushinde akamjibu. For the Lord will give it into your hands, into the king's hands. Kwa kuwa Bwana ataiweka mkononi mwa mfalme. You can imagine. Unaweza kuwazia. He was being sarcastic to the king. Alikuwa wakukejeli kwa mfalme. Because he had been told don't say anything different from the 400 prophets of Ahab. Kwa sababu alikuwa ameambiwa ya kwamba usiseme kitu kingine chochote tofauti kutoka kwa wale manabii 400 wa Ahab. The king told him He said to him, how many times must I swear to again how many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Mfalme akamwambia, "Je, ni mara ngapi nitakuwapisha ili usiniambie kitu chochote ila kweli tu kutoka kwa jina la Bwana?" Then Mikaia answered. Halafu Mikaia akajibu, "I saw all Israel scattered on the hill like sheep without a shepherd." Niliona Israeli yote imetawanyika vilimani kama kondoo wasio na mchungaji. And the Lord said, "Na Bwana akasema, "The people have no master. Let each one go home in peace." Watu hawa hawana Bwana. Mwache kila mmoja aende nyumbani kwa The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat. Mfalme wa Israeli akamwambia Yehoshafati. Did I tell you that he never gives good prophecies? He never gives prophecies again. Did I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me but only bad? Sikukuambia kwamba huo hatabiri jambo lolote jema kunihusu bali mabaya tu. The prophet of the Lord can only talk to you can only give you prophecy that the lord has given him you cannot give any other prophecy nabii wa mungu anaweza kukupatia tu unabii ambao mungu amempatia whatever he tells you is from the lord direct lolote analokuambia linatoka kwa bwana mwenyewe moja kwa moja so he cannot even change the message yeye ni mjumbe hivyo hata hawezi kubadilisha ujumbe and so he says kwa hivyo anasema mikaia continued mikaia akaendelea therefore hear the word of the lord kwa hiyo alisikia neno la Bwana. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. Nilimwona Bwana ameketi juu ya enzi yake. You see the prophets of God see God. Unaona manabii wa Bwana humuona Mungu. With all the hosts of heaven standing around him. Pamoja na jeshi lote la mbinguni wamesimama kumzunguka. On his right and on his left. Upande wake wa kulia na upande wa kushoto. And the Lord said, who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going into his death there. Naye Bwana akasema, ni nani atakayemshawishi Ahabu ili aishambulie Ramoth Gilead na kukiendea kifo chake huko? One suggested this, another suggested that. Mmoja akapendekeza hili na mwingine lile. Until a wicked spirit that was standing there. Hadi mwishowe pepo mtafu akajitokeza ambaye alikuwa amesimama pale. I know what I'll do. 
akasema kwamba ninajua cha kufanya i'll become a lying spirit and i will go and i'll enter the mouths of the 400 mouths of his false prophets that they may speak a lie to him so when he tell him to go to battle nitakuwa sasa roho ya udanganyifu ya uongo ili kwamba nipate kuingia katika midomo za wale manabii wa uongo 400 ili kwamba upate wale wanabii wake wa uongo ili kwamba wale wanabii wake wa uongo 400 ili kwamba these 400 prophets i will go as a lying spirit and enter the mouth of his 400 prophets that they may lie to him to go into battle and be killed there nitakuwa roho ya udanganyifu ya uongo na nitaingia katika midomo ya manabii wake hiyo uongo 400 ili kwamba mdanganya kwamba apate kwenda vitani na akapate kushindwa huko apate kuwawa huko apate kuwawa huko so ili kwamba apate kuwawa huko and that is exactly what happened na hicho ndicho kilitendeka hasa and so when you are walking with fire the fire of god has incinerated you hivyo basi unapotembea na moto wa mungu moto wa mungu umekuchoma kabisa there is no fear hakuna uoga you don't fear you fear only the lord hauogopi kabisa unamuogopa mungu peke yake you trust in the lord unamtumainia bwana you believe in the lord alone unamwamini mungu peke yake like these generals in the old testament kama vile hama jemedari katika agano la kale how about david jeni vipi kuhusiana na daudi the man walking with fire mtu anayetembea watu wanaotembea na moto the heart on fire mioyo zilizo na moto turn with me blessed people to first samuel gauka pamoja nami watu wabarikiwe kwenye kitabu cha samueli wa kwanza first samuel 13 if you don't mind samueli wa kwanza 13 usipojali this is just introduction tonight huu ni utangulizi tu usiku wa leo after which now you can now you are already beginning to understand what it takes to walk with fire for the church on fire what the character of the church on fire looks like her demeanor her conduct her worship her, her connection with god her fellowship with him her trust in him Amba. her belief in him ambapo sasa tayari umepata kwanza kuelewa je ni vipi ambavyo kanisa ambalo linatembea na moto linavyofanana mbele za Mungu tabia yake mwenendo wake kusadiki kwake mbele za Mungu kumwamini Mungu tumaini lake mbele za Mungu First Samuel chapter 13 blessed people verses 13 and 14 Kitabu cha Samueli wa kwanza sura ya 13 mstari wa 13 na 14 Again first Samuel 13 Samueli wa kwanza 13 verses 13 and 14 Mstari wa 13 na 14 He says you acted foolishly Anasema kwamba umetenda kwa upumbavu Samuel said Samueli akasema Again you acted foolishly Samuel said Umetenda kwa upumbavu Samueli akasema You have not kept the command of the Lord your God the command the Lord your God gave you Hukuyashika maagizo ya Bwana Mungu wako aliyokupa If you had he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time kama ungeti angehudumisha ufalme wako juu ya Israeli kwa wakati wote the prophet of the lord samuel with fire Na, walking with fire of god is speaking to the king of israel nabii wa bwana samueli akiwa na moto kabisa kabisa anazungumza na mfalme wa israeli na moto kabisa he telling him the truth without fear anamwambia ukweli bila uoga because he knows he submitted directly to the higher being jehovah kwa sababu anajua kwamba amejitiisha moja kwa moja kwa mungu aliyejuu jehovah verse 14 mstari wa 14 but now your kingdom will not endure lakini sasa ufalme wako hautadumu the lord has sought out a man after his own heart bwana amemtafuta mtu au pendezaye moyo wake and appointed him leader of his people na amemchagua awe kiongozi wa watu wake because you have not kept the commands of the lord kwa sababu hukuyatii maagizo ya bwana so someone left gilgal Hivyo basi Samueli akaondoka Gilgali and went to Gibea in Benjamin. Akapanda hadi Gibea ya Benyamini. So look at that now. Hivyo basi tazama hilo sasa. So you see the prophets of the Lord always walk with the fire of God. Hivyo basi mwaona ya kwamba the kila wakati the fire of God, the incinerating fire of God. Mwaona ya kwamba kila wakati manabii wa Bwana kila wakati wanatembea na moto mkuu kabisa wa Bwana, moto unaochoma wa Bwana. That's why they are directly connected to God Yahweh himself. Yes. Taking instruction from 
him alone. Ndio sababu wameunganika na Mungu yawe mwenyewe wakitoa agizo kutoka kwa yawe mwenyewe. And so when the Lord spoke to the king Saul and gave him instruction the prophet of the Lord went and told him the Lord says like this go and do it faithfully don't miss to do that. Hivyo basi wakati Bwana alizungumza na mfalme Sauli nabii wa Bwana alipata maagizo kutoka kwa Bwana akaenda akamwambia kwamba nenda ukafanye hivi na hivi usikose kufanya hata jambo moja. But when King Saul went and then he did not demolish those cities totally he did not finish his enemies then he took some of the fat cattle and so forth he, he did what God did not say lakini wakati mfalme Sauli alipoenda hakubomoa zile miji kikamilifu jinsi ambavyo aliambiwa hivyo basi akazichukua baadhi ya ngombe wanono wanono akachukua ngombe wanono wanono kondoo wanono wanono and when the king came He told the king I finished the role the job God told me to do. Na wakati nabii alipokuja akamwambia nabii kwamba nimemaliza kazi ambayo Mungu aliniambia nifanye. The prophet was still far. Nabii bado alikuwa mbali. In another city. Katika mji mwingine. And he told him look. Na akamwambia tazama. I have done the task God gave me. I went to the enemy territory. I destroyed them all. As God commanded me. Akamwambia ya kwamba nimefanya kazi ambayo Mungu alinipatia. Nilienda katika ile shambulizi la adui. Niliingia katika himaya ya adui. Nikawaribu wote kabisa. And destroy their city. Nikawaribu kabisa na kubomoa mji wao. But the prophet of the Lord from afar, you know they see lakini nabii you know, we see we see everything we hear also everything lakini nabii wa bwana kutoka mbali kabisa unajua tunaona kila kitu kutoka kwa mji mwingine we see everything we hear everything tunaona kila kitu tunasikia Even kila kitu the earth, hata katika kupita dunia in another continent with a different time zone katika mabara lingine na majira tofauti kabisa ya wakati I am there myself as they are talking I'm looking Na wakati mwingine niko hapo mimi mwenyewe wakati mwingine mimi mwenyewe niko hapo katika nyanja ya kiroho Now you understand why one is in the spiritual realm Sasa mnaelewa ni kwa nini mmoja yuko katika nyanja ya kiroho And so Kwa hivyo Samuel asked Samuel akauliza If you say he asked the king after the king gave the report Akamuuliza mfalme kama unasema After the king gave him the report Tell the Lord I finished everything the Lord ordered me to do. Baada ya mfalme kumpatia ripoti ya kwamba mwambie Bwana ya kwamba nimefanya nimemaliza kila kitu ambacho Bwana aliniambia nifanye. But the, the prophet of the Lord Samuel asked the king. Lakini nabii wa Bwana Samuel akamuuliza mfalme. If you claim that you've done what God commanded you to do perfectly. Kama unadai ya kwamba umefanya kile ambacho Mungu alikuamrisha ufanye kikamilifu. What is that mooing of cattle and marrying of goats and sheep? Sheep, I hear. Huo mlio ambao ninausikia wa ngombe na kondoni upi ambao ninausikia. You know in the dream they, they, the prophets see. Unajua katika ndoto manabii wanaona. So they could see the cattle have come they move. A lot of cattle are moving in the area. Hivyo waliweza kuona kwamba ngombe wengi kabisa walikuwa nakuwa wamekuja na walikuwa natulia kabisa So the Lord told him to go straight to the king and tell him that because you have not obeyed my instruction today your kingdom has come to an end. Hivyo basi Bwana akamwambia kwamba nenda moja kwa moja kwa mfalme ukamwambia kwamba kwa sababu hujatii maagizo yangu basi leo hii ufalme wako unafika mwisho the bravery ule ujasiri the zeal ari the power nguvu the authority mamlaka, the fire of god holds a different character inajenga tabia tofauti and you focus on the lord alone na unamtazamia tu bwana peke yake and then we look at another halafu tunamwangazia mwingine we saw paul already tulimwona paulo tayari and so blessed people kwa hivyo watu wabarikiwa with that introduction now na utangulizi huo sasa that preamble huo utangulizi i want us now to start looking at the church of christ the church that is walking with the fire of god how does she look like ninataka tuanze kuangazia kanisa la kristo kanisa ambalo linatembea na moto wa mungu Let us go straight right away without wasting without much ado. Wacha twende moja kwa moja bila mengi. Without wasting time. Bila kupoteza wakati. To go straight to the book of Matthew chapter 3. Twende moja kwa moja hadi kwenye kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 3. Where we should start from? The A- promise of the fire. Ambapo tutaanzia ahadi ya moto. Matthew chapter 3 Kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 3 verse 11 Mstari wa 11 The place at which the church was promised fire Mahali ambapo kanisa liliahidiwa moto That is where I want us to begin Hapo ndipo ninataka tuanzie And he says Na anasema Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 The promise of the fire before the fire comes 
Kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 3 mstari wa 11 ahadi ya moto kabla moto uje And he says Na anasema I baptize you with water for repentance Mimi ninawabatiza kwa maji kwa ajili ya toba But after me will come one who is more powerful than I Lakini nyuma yangu anakuja yeye aliye na uwezo kuliko mimi The Messiah Masia Whose sandals I'm not even fit to touch Ma- or carry ambaye hata sistahili hata kuvichukua viatu vyake ama kuviguza He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit Yeye atawabatiza kwa Roho Mtakatifu and with fire na kwa moto and his winnowing fork is in his hand Na chombo chake cha kupuria kiko mkononi mwake And he will clear his threshing floor Naye atasafisha sakafu yake ya kupuria gathering his wheat into the barn Akikusanya ngono yake galani and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire na kuyachoma makapi kwa moto usiozimika ai the promise of the fire ahadi ya moto that the lord could promise ya kwamba bwana aliahidi seeing the necessity of fire akiona hitaji la moto that the salvation that he brings ya kwamba wokovu anauleta is the salvation of fire ni wokovu wa moto then he promises fire halafu anaahidi moto he says you will need it you will need it anasema ya kwamba mtahitaji anasema mtahitaji in this salvation you will need it katika wokovu huu mtahitaji in this work you will need it katika, you must need it katika mtemeo huu ni lazima mtahitaji and he says na anasema i baptize you with water ya kwamba ninawabatiza na maji for a mission of sin But then after me comes one mightier unbelievable supreme God. Lakini sasa baada yangu anakuja yeye aliyemkuu kabisa kabisa Mungu aliyemkuu. Whose sandals I cannot even touch let alone carry. Ambaye viatu vyake hata siwezi kuviguza wachana hata na kuvibeba. And you come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Na atakuja kuwabatiza kwa Roho Mtakatifu. Na kuwabatiza na moto. And from that point on. Na kuanzia wakati huo kuendelea will go up into flames Maka, in your body ma, in your life makapi yote yatachomwa kabisa na moto katika maisha yenu ai so let us now turn to the book of acts chapter 1 hivyo basi sasa wacha tugeukee kwenye kitabu cha matendo ya mitume sura ya kwanza on this journey katika safari hii of unveiling the church painting for you a picture of the church on fire ya kulifunua kanisa kuwekea taswira ya kanisa lililo na moto and when the lord met the church in lodisia na wakati bwana alipokuta na kanisa la Laodikia. And he found that she was lukewarm. Na akapata kwamba lilikuwa vugugugu. He says, I'll vomit you. Alisema kwamba nitakutapika. I'll spew you. Nitakutapika. I'll spit you. Nitakutema. I'll throw you out. Nitakutupa nje. I'll trash you. Nitakukanyaga. The Lord that loves people. Bwana ambaye anawapenda watu. He says, anasema that he will spew them out. Ya kwamba atawatema nje. Can you give me one 